Welcome back to Strictly Footy Boys uh, Saturday Potty. We're mid round right now. I'm assuming it's been a great round so far. Don't oh. really know. It's the 11th of April. We <laughs> <laughs> recorded this a little bit earlier for you boys. Yeah, well, I'm sick of missing the Saturday pod, mate. Yeah. I'm sick of it. So, hey, recording a little bit earlier just so we can um, just get it out for you guys. Make sure you guys have more Strictly Footy content to listen to. Um, it's not reliant on what happens this round. I mean, it may be a little bit. Some some rankings may change depending yeah. on, I guess, um, how, how they play this round because obviously... We're doing our rolling top 15s. Nope, top 10s today. Yeah, do you want to split it into parts? Because right here I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 positions. So do you want to do wing, uh, fullback, wing, and centre today? And then we'll it, do. It really depends on how, how, how long uh, yeah. we take to explain everything. But um, we'll, go posi- like, we'll go 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8. Yeah, yeah. We'll do it like that. Yeah, right. 100%. We might just do the back five today. Yep. So, a little bit of a shorter pod for you guys, but nonetheless, oh, I guess an exciting one. You get to hear our top 10 players. Uh, just something to be aware of. Uh, Tom likes to rank his players, obviously based off form and what, what they were the past few seasons, but he leans a little bit more towards form. I lean a little yeah. bit more towards past few seasons and then add a little bit of form into it. Yeah, well, for me, it's just like, you know, the, the it's rolling. So, yeah. obviously, every week it's going to change. Yep. It's a bit like a power ranking. But, you know, I like my hot takes. Yeah, so, of course. you know, if you boys want a bit of entertainment, like, I'm happy to sit here and be the Skip Bayless and just give out the horrendous takes and just get flamed for him. That's my job. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, we'll crack straight into it. We'll get into the fullbacks. Um, I've got some honourable mentions. Yeah, so right. basically just guys that aren't in my top 10, but kind of c- could be around there. I can understand you having them in your top 10. Yep. Uh, my honorable mentions are Lockie Miller, who I have 11th. Ooh. Nick okay. Meany, 12. Yeah. And Hammer, 13. Okay. Yeah, I've got uh, Will Kennedy as an honorable mention. Yep. Uh, I've got uh, Chance Nickel Klugstad was an honorable mention. And AJ Brimson was an honourable mention. Yeah, it's fair enough. Um, I had Nickel Clocks that as next man down. Didn't have him as an honourable mention. Obviously, the fullback position is so stacked. Yeah, we got we we've been uh, quite blessed this year with the the fullback work. Mate, I think there's so much talent seen. in this league. Yeah, but um, anyway, I'm actually interested here because yep. you sent me your fullbacks. Yeah, the no, other, I've just changed them up the a little day. bit. Okay, I was going to say, I have Pappenhausen ranked. Yeah, I you don't. You didn't. I don't have him. Okay, so do you want me to take Pappenhausen out? Mate, you can leave him if you so want. I, it's I'll fine. I'll keep him in really there. That, you, without Pappenhausen, Lockie Miller's busted into the top 10. So Yeah. Just just keep a, just keep an open mind with that one, guys. So let's get into 10th spot. In 10th spot, I've got Nick Meany of the Melbourne Storm. It's fair enough. So, Nick Meany was nowhere near my top 10 fullbacks when this uh, season first started. I actually didn't think he should even start at fullback when this season started, but he has proved me so wrong. His ability to break tackles and just be the supporting runner for every single line break is outstanding. I think he does some of the best support work, along with Dylan Edwards and Turbo. 
Um, he's just been outstanding for Melbourne this year. You know, they've missed Munster and Hughes in certain games, but he's been consistently one of their best performers, and he returns the ball so well, and he just plays his role so well, and I think, you know, he doesn't overplay his hand. You barely ever see him overplay his hand. He just puts his, he puts his head down, does the hard yards as a fullback. Uh, he organises Melbourne really well at the back. Uh, he keeps them quite compact. I know their defence hasn't been as good this year statistically, but they're still conceding a low amount of points. Um, yeah, I just really rate Nick Meany, and I, I think they have to find a way to continue to get him his touches when Papenhausen does come back eventually. Yeah, fair enough. Based on form, Meany could definitely be jumping into my top 10 this week. But, um, never mind, he's, he's out. Yeah. But uh, the next game he plays, um, my 10 is Will Kennedy. Yeah. And a bit like you... I didn't even think he should be starting. Mm. I was actually hoping K Dykes would get that spot. Obviously, he uh, ACL, yeah. I believe. Yeah, ACL rupture, so he's out for the season. But Will Kennedy, I think, has been outstanding for Cronulla at the back there, especially with Hines out. He really took... Like, Trindle and that stepped up as well, but I thought Kennedy was brilliant in Hines' absence. Um, I think he breaks the line really well, yeah. especially off... Not not by himself, but you know how that play half plays out the back to the fullback, yeah. and he's got yeah. center or wing. Yeah, he, he can quite often dummy step back inside and just run over the line for a try. I had a hat trick against Para. I think he's been in really good form this season, and that's why I got Will Kennedy ten. Yeah, I he was like fringe top ten for me, but then you know I just took him out as we were yep. starting, moved a couple of plays around. Um, number nine for me is Hamasai Tabuai Fido. Um, he's top five in Dalian points this year so far. Has been probably the leading reason why the Dolphins have been so good. Like one of the leading reasons why they've been so good. Um, he's flourishing under Wayne Bennett, and just the pace that he has at the back, that X factor he has. Um, I think there was never any doubt in that. The doubt about him playing fullback more was his ball playing, and this yep. year his combination with the Sarko and Breaker Lee out on that edge. Yeah. Um, has been amazing. He's been holding the ball up so well, providing great service to his outside men. I just, I'm very impressed with Hammer this year, and um, I couldn't go any others. He has to be in my top ten. I think a player that's playing the way he does, and with the try contributions that he has throughout his first six games, as a full time fullback for the Dolphins, even pushing you know Marquis Herbie Farmworth to stay in the centres when he comes over next year, I yep. think. He's definitely one of the major contributors to the Dolphins, you know, short success so far. Yeah, mate, I don't have him in the top 10. I definitely could. I mean, the the position's so stacked. I mean, Hammer's 13th on my list. Yeah. And I've got him in the Queensland squad. Mm. So uh, that gives you an insight into how yeah. stacked yeah. Th- this position is. Um, I guess mainly off re- not just recent form. I guess that's why I don't have him there. I've gone AJ Brimson 9. Yep. Obviously, was a Queensland representative at fullback. Had a not-so-great year at 6. I, I have never thought he's a 6. So, um, I, I think moving him back to fullback, he was great to start the year. Yep. And, um, yeah, I, I think he's really helped this Titans team along with Verrills and Foran. Um, starting to get their spine sorted out now. And... I just think he's been been great, and I think he could return to the form that he was in in 2021, was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it was really hard for me to pass up on Brimson because I am such a big fan of him, but at the end of the day, I just think 
These blokes have been better than There's so year. many fullbacks in form. It's, yeah. it's so hard yeah, it's to crazy. Rank. Number eight? Number eight. Number eight, I've got Scotty Drinkwater. All right, I'm going to tell you mine because mine is also Scotty Drinkwater. Yeah, so he's been a bit disappointing to me this year. I know he was suspended for a number of weeks, but I don't know. I, I A lot of people were picking him for Dally M. I thought that was a little bit of a hot take. I didn't think... No, yeah, he was going to come that close to. I know he was up there last year, but the Cowboys' resurgence was crazy. So obviously he's going to get points. Um, I think he's one of those fullbacks that's more of a, a flashy kind of fullback rather than a worker. Yeah. Um, he doesn't do that much hard running. It's normally Talung and Felt bringing the ball back. He pops up in the line, very creative. Um, but I just think his defense at the back is a bit iffy for me and uh he just doesn't return the ball as hard as some of these guys and i find sometimes he gets a little bit passive um in the attack he can kind of just straight to the side go a bit sideways trying to look for a run rather than taking the line on himself and i think i had drink water very high before this season started but again there's just been so many fullbacks that have been so so good that you know it's so hard to rank him up in that top five-ish kind of conversation. But, you know, he's only done it as well for a small sample size yep. from last year. So if we are talking about recent form and, you know, he hasn't been up there in recent form, but, you know, some of these other guys have and that's why he's just dropped down so far on my list. Yeah, I had Scotty Drink quarter sixth coming into this season. He's been jumped by uh, two guys. But um, I don't think he's been horrible when he's played this year. He just hasn't lived up to what he was last yeah. year and other guys I did are not, playing insanely well. I didn't mean to say he was like I Yeah, didn't, yeah, I know what I, you mean. I did not mean it was horrible cuz I think he it's going to take him time cuz he's been so yep. in and out. Um and he's been but, suspended yeah. for most of the yeah. season. So it's yeah. hard to say oh okay he's been great, he's been bad. But I just think the two guys that I've put up above him that I didn't have coming into this season. Yeah. Um I think it's just more so how well they've played as opposed to how Scotty Drinkwater's played. Yeah. But um, the thing that stands out to me is you don't really see him in the Cowboys' losses. Mm. He's he's everywhere when they're winning, but when they're losing, he's he's pretty yeah. pretty unnoticeable. It's not like he's that. playing bad, but he's yeah. just not showing up anywhere. So yeah. I've I've got him, mate. He's still a class player, and if he can return to what he was last year, probably move up my list. But yeah. for now, I've got him, mate. Yep, uh, number seven for me, Lockie Miller. Oh, okay. I've got Clint Gutherson. Uh, Lockie Miller for me because the guy is just, he is absolute spark plug in this Knights team. I think there was a lot of doubts whether the Knights would click and, you know, they're winning football games at the moment yep. and they're doing it quite comfortably. Without that. Without, well, who was their best player coming into the season? Yeah. And Lockie Miller's just been everywhere in attack. He pops up everywhere, does so much work at the back. I think, apart from that Hamole nightmare. He, he, he has a blunder error in his game, but it's it's just adjusting to Yeah, NRL. but he's a rugby sevens player, right? So he plays what's in front of him, and I think that's really helped the Knights attack uh, this year. And I think he's just been amazing with Hastings, that combination. Yep. And, you know, I think the Knights a bit. Uh, I know Ponga is so good on his day, but I think they've been really missing the consistency yep. of fullback. And Lockie Miller's just a workhorse of a fullback. Yep. He gets his hands on the ball a ton. He, you know, he 20, loves having the ball in his hands. 20 to 21 runs of the ball a game, 200-odd yep. metres, 
just breaks tackles like it's nothing. Runs the ball back hard for such a little guy. Yep. Yeah, he's outstanding, Lockie Miller, and I'm I've been so impressed with him this season. Yeah, I do I do like Lockie Miller. He's definitely someone I'm looking to bring into my top ten. Just just I don't have enough yet for for me to do that. Yeah. Um, I got Gutho. A uh, bit like I said last time, how Drinkwater doesn't show up in their losses. Parramatta are what? Two and four? Two and four. Two and four this season. I've almost given Gutho points in every game. Yeah. In, in my Daly M rankings. He's always willing to go to war. He's such a such an organiser and um, great defensively. He's, he's just everywhere for Parramatta, no matter how they're playing or how the game's going. Yeah. So, uh, I don't have much else to say about Gutho. He's just... I think he's underrated in a lot of aspects of the game. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, just had power. He was the fullback in a team that went to the grand final as well. So I almost put him sixth, but um, yeah, for now I got him seventh. Uh, yeah, I'm going to second you on that because I got Gutho in my sixth spot. Um, yeah, as you said, he's just so solid week in, week out. He might not do all the stuff that shows up in the stat sheet, but he's his last line defense is second to none in this game, I think. Uh, for me, he's the best defensive fullback in the comp. Uh, he puts his body on the line every single challenge. No matter if the bloke's 80 kilos or 120 kilos, he's going to be there trying to make the tackle. Um, hey, do you remember against Penrith, the yeah, tackle, Fisher-Harris? Fisher Harris? Yeah. He, he wasn't even on the ground. He mm. was like getting a piggyback. Yeah. For Fisher Harris. Yeah. He still held him up. I was, yeah. Gutho is just, yeah, as you said, he puts his body on the line every week. Um, I think he's Parra's best player by far. Almost. I agree. Um, I think he's just so consistent. Such a great captain. Um, leads from the front every single week. His defensive organization is amazing, even though Parra don't defend the best. I think he's still put, pushing everyone to the right position. Um, yeah, he just organizes everything. I think, Sometimes he even plays as another half in the yep. attack. Uh, gets his hand on the ball a ton. Not necessarily the hardest runner in the comp. Not necessarily the quickest runner in the comp. But just his effort plays and you know putting his body on the floor, getting in front of players, making tackles, I think outweighs all the type of speed and stepping yep. that the other fullbacks you know, below him have. And just the way he performs week in, week out. You know, he wears his heart on his sleeve for that club um yeah i'm just so impressed with gutho this year i think uh there was a lot of doubts about whether he could come out and replicate some of the form he had in previous previous yep. years and yeah he's been outstanding this year for me i think so speaking of uh steps and speed i've got reese walsh sixth oh yeah another guy who i think's probably been i think i've got him as my fullback of the year let me just check actually because i've got my rolling team of the year yeah, I do. I've got Reese Walsh as my role yeah. in fullback of the year. I think he's been amazing. I know they've had an easy run of games. And um, in games where his team is winning, uh, he, he's outstanding. He's always got his hands all over the ball, making line breaks, getting tries here, scoring tries himself. Um, I think going to the Broncos has really been a good move for his career. Uh, he's back home where he, yep. his family and all that are from. And... Um, it's his junior club as well. He's playing with game managers like Adam Reynolds. And, yep. um, yeah, I just think it's done wonders for his career. I would like to see – he was good against the Raiders in a loss. I would like to see how he performs in losses going forward mm-hmm. um, for me to really cement him in that sixth spot. Um, but, 
Yeah, I think he's been awesome to start this year. Yeah, again, I'm going to second you because I got Reese Walsh in fifth. Yep. Um, probably a little bit high for some people, but uh, he's just been outstanding this year. There's just no way you could put a knock on him. He's everywhere in the attack for the Broncos. Seven try assists in like four games. Ridiculous numbers. He's got 10 try contributions in total. He's just a machine in attack, and his the way he's returning the ball at the moment, he is finding the hole in the defense, finding the laps, the overlap, whatever it may be. He's just his eyes up footy this year has been outstanding, and I think it's quite obvious the what Reynolds is doing for him, um, yep. and what he was missing at the Warriors, and someone to take the pressure off him uh, at a lot of points during the game. It allows Walsh to just go around the back and do what he does best, and that's just run onto a ball and you know hit the man. I throw the dummy close to the line, so. For me, Walsh has cemented himself in the Queensland jumper for now. Um, I don't see a world where he where he misses this Queensland side unless he has a drastic drop off of form or an injury, which yep. touch wood he doesn't. Uh, and he's just probably the most exciting player in the game at the moment. Just his pace, he's so electrifying, and oh, he just comes up with so many just silky smooth plays. Uh- uh, he's only twenty still. I know it's crazy. The Broncos like he's got at least got, a dec- uh, more than a decade. Think man. about Broncos for future. Mam, Haas, Ricky, Carrigan, Cobbo. Stags, Cobbo, like Mariner. it's a great team. Yeah, they they are great team. Going looking forward. very good. Yeah, I'll tell you what, mate. Ever since his Ben Iken's still there. Ever yeah. since he became like whatever role he's in now. Their, their recruitment and the way their club is being run is so much better. Yeah. So because they were they were in the ruins, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, they looked horrendous. They were wooden spooners, and yeah, they had young guys, but they they didn't look like that. Apart from maybe Haas and Stags. Yeah. None of them like Herbie Farmworth. No one was predicting he was going to get to here. Mm. I don't think anyone even knew who Cobbo was at that point. Yeah. Like. Uh, the way their team has come forward is incredible. Yeah, it is. It's great. Now, my fifth, I know yours was Reese Walsh. This is kind of the throwaway here. It's Ryan Pappenhausen. Pappenhausen yeah. Now, he comes back and he always looks like one of the best fullbacks in the game. Yep. And um, I could easily have him first right now. I could see myself having him first if he was still playing. He's that good. And he always comes in. He scores tries. He's in everything. He breaks the line. But just literally because of the fact that my other four players have been killing it and Pappenhausen's been sitting out for most of the last two years, I'd say, um, on the sidelines, I I just can't put him higher than fifth. Yeah. Um, That's fair enough. That is fair enough. It's just for me that Pap hasn't played in so long. It's just I can't rank him. Um, but obviously if I did, he'd be in my top three yep. most likely. Um, number four, I've gone with the Trell. Uh, he's had a pretty slow start to the year, apart from this game against the Dogs on Good Friday. Um, but we all know who Luttrell is. You know, he is still only 25, 26. He has so many, so many more years ahead of him. He's an absolute X-Factor player. Could turn it on whenever. And if he could play every single game, like... The way he does when the, his team really needs him, like the Rabbitohs would, would be bashing teams every weekend. Latrell's an absolute X factor in attack. Barely ever puts a foot wrong. He's willing to try anything. Um, and he's just his timing and 
his anticipation of everything that's happening, whether it's around Cody Walker or Cook off the ruck or whatever, he's always going to be in the right spot to put his put points on the board. And yep. His goal kicking as well is just amazing, and he's just a big game player. And I think Latrell, when he turns it on, is almost the best fullback in the comp. It's just Agreed. that consistency, and for that reason, I got him a little bit lower than I usually have him. But for me right now, the bloke's just ridiculous. Yeah, this is where we get controversial. Well, I don't think my pick is controversial, but I, th- I think it's the guy I'm having, I know where you have him. I've got Dylan Edwards fourth. Yeah. And um, you said Latrell, yep. Yeah. I've got Dylan Edwards fourth. Now, based on current form and the way he's played this year, I'd say he's, apart from Walsh, probably being the best fullback in the comp. Yep. But despite how Manly made him look with their horrible defence... I just don't think you can have him in the same tier as Tommy, Teddy, or Latrell yet. I don't think Edwards is that superstar player. I think he's a great co-star, if that makes sense. He does all the little things right. His his effort plays are right up there. He's in everything. Uh, He's always got the run meters there. He's just like the perfect glue guy that's also a star, if that's how I can put it. But I don't think he's that superstar that... You could start a team with it, like Tommy, Teddy, and Latrell are. So that's mm-hmm. that's why I've got him below them still. But I've I've got him fourth. No, I don't disagree with that at all. But um, well, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, number three for me is James Tedesco. <laughs> Here we go. Um, now this is not really a knock on Teddy at all. I mean, I just. I've really been impressed with Teddy for the last couple of months. And that, that kind of goes back to the end of last season too. I think uh, his running game's got a little bit stagnant at points and I think his ball playing is a little bit lackluster at the moment. But we're talking about Teddy here. Like I don't think we can sit here and knock him. The bloke is an absolute machine. And when he gets it going, he's the hardest player in the comp to stop. I just think I need to see a little bit more from Teddy. I don't know whether that's because the Roosters have had so many different combinations within their team and so many different injuries. But you see how he is in origin and you you just see how he turns up in the big games. And being number three is no slouch. Being the third best fullback in the world is still quite the achievement. And and Teddy's one of the greatest fullbacks you've ever seen. But he is 32, 33 now. Um, I don't know about that. Slowing down a little bit. I'll check that. Yeah, check that. Um, maybe 31. He's 30. 30? 31 yeah. this year, though. The, yeah. So he's 31 this year, coming to basically to the end of his prime, still world-class, and obviously if he comes back and bounces back, he'd probably go back up to one. But for me right now, this season and back end of last year, he's third. Yeah, I think Teddy's been very underwhelming this year too. Um, trial me, I'm literally just going to... Just say copy paste exactly what you said. I don't have much else to say on that. I've got him third. Yep. But I I literally don't have anything that you didn't have for Latrell in fourth. Yep. So that's cool with me. Uh, number two, I've gone Tom Trebojevic now. Contradicting myself a little bit, um, saying you know it's not ranking Papanels and not ranking them, etc. But Turbo twenty twenty one Dallium, the most dominant season I've ever seen from an individual player. Um, and last year, he started quite well before getting injured. Yep. bit up and down. Um, this year, it's almost like he's been in second gear. Like, he just needs to kick up the first. And to, 
didn't have the best game against Penrith, but before that, he'd been very good for yep. Manly. Uh, there's no doubting how good Tommy Turbo is. He's just got to get fit and healthy, and we know how good the bloke is once he turns it on. And yep. for me, Turbo's he's the best fullback in the comp when he's when he's when yep. he's fully healthy, fully fit, and firing. He's uh, he's unstoppable. Yep, I agree with you there. I got Teddy too. Uh, like I said, I think last season he was, in my opinion, the best player in the game. Yep. Um, so I can't bring myself yet to bring him further down than two. But um, obviously Tommy missed basically all of last season. So um, I, I couldn't have Tommy above Teddy, who, who I have now, obviously. But um, yeah, D- Teddy for me is still up there. He's disappointed me to start this season. He could move further down if he continues his form. But um, for now, I've got him too, just because just he was so good last year. Yeah. I don't hate it. Uh Number one for me is obviously Dylan Edwards. Yep. Um, make him basically 250 metres a game. Breaks so many tackles. Scoring tries at a rate of knots. If he sorts this ball playing out, I think he's almost cemented as the best fullback in the game at the moment. Um, you know, the bloke's just an absolute workhorse. He doesn't stop for full 80 minutes. And I'm not necessarily the biggest Dylan Edwards fan, but... Um, you can't knock just how good the bloke is. I mean, I was like a bit on the side of, okay, he's a Penrith player, he's a little bit overrated, but just watching him against Manly and watching him against Canberra, even in Canberra, he wasn't that all that good, but he was still influencing the win. Um, and just the amount of yardage he makes every game sets Penrith up so well for every attacking set. And I just think it's undeniable, his influence on that team. And yep. Clive Churchill medal winner last year in a grand final full of, with Cleary, Kikau, Crichton, Toto, Appy Coruscant, you know, they had they have star names all over the park and he's the one that always seems to stand out. So for me, as of right now, Dylan Edwards is the best fullback in our game. Fair enough. I've got Tommy Turbo one. Maybe a little bit biased, but uh twenty twenty one, like you said, most dominant season I've ever seen. I'm sure there would have been a season a while ago, but I have only started watching footy in the last fifteen years ish. So uh most dominant season I've seen. Um Missed a lot of last year due to injury, so it was hard to rank him. So I've, I've basically gone off 2021 form and then how he started this year. I think it was the Campbell Graham New South Wales wing post. I saw a lot of people saying Tommy's not, ha- hasn't been good this season. And I disagree with that. I think he's been in second gear, but he's had one bad game against Penrith where he's needed injections to keep playing because yeah. of his back spasms. Yeah. And you could tell, like, he had 37 run metres at half-time. Yeah. Like, he wasn't getting his hands on the ball. Even when Manly's losing, he's usually up around 200 metres. Yeah. And you um, notice him. Like, you just yeah. didn't notice him. Yeah. Like, the Newcastle game before, they ran 300 metres. Had two tries, two try assists against Para. Tore up against the Bulldogs, even though he's in second gear. Yeah. I, I agree. He hasn't probably hit for, um, like, his best play this year. And he does look a little bit... Like, he's just stuck in second gear at the moment, but I still think he's the best fullback in the game currently. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Turbo was my best fullback, him and Teddy, but yeah. just Edwards at the moment is just... I feel like he's almost unstoppable in that Penrith side. Yeah, that's completely fair enough. On to the wing. The wing. I think this one will be a bit controversial, you know? A little bit controversial. Well, it's very hard to rank wingers, right? Like, Yeah. Because it fluctuates. It... it, it 
you get your your totos, your auto cars, and then three to ten. Yeah. Like, just continuously moves around. Agree. But, like, also, you've got your Johnstons and your Addo cars who are try-scoring machines. But, they're like, that, that's all you need your winger to do. Yeah. But then you've got, like, your Molotalos, your Garricks, and Cobos, and all those type of players. And they're not just try-scorers. Yeah. Like, they, they can put in a shift at fullback. They've got mm. ball-playing skills, yeah. all that kind of... So, it's a bit yeah. hard to rank them based on that. Um... So, yeah, yeah, that's all I was going to say. My honourable mentions, I've got Jacob Kiraz. I think he's been uh, outside of last game. Yeah. Who, doggies barely touched the ball. Um, I've got him there. I've got Sione Katoa, Micah Sivo as my... Uh, my honourable mentions are Dom Young. Uh, I'd like to throw Corey Oates, and I'll throw Sivo in there as well. Yep. Okay. My 10th, yeah, I'll off. kick us off this time. I've got Jermaine Asako. Okay. Now, in terms of wingers this season, he's probably top five. But I barely thought... I didn't think he was a first grader last year. I didn't think he was going to be a first grader coming into this year. And um, he's just proven me wrong. He's proven me to be the player that he, he was supposed to be constantly at Brisbane. And mm-hmm. he just kind of, I don't know what he lacked at Brisbane. He was playing fullback. Maybe he, was, he just had those blunders in him. Yeah. Like, I, I distinctly remember him returning in a game and he was tearing up. And then at the back end of half time, he was watching a ball go dead. And someone came around and scored. Yeah. I think it was against the Dragons. Yeah, possibly, yeah. I think Tyrell Sloan scored. But, um... Yeah, I, I, since then, I haven't thought he was a first grader, and he, he's just been so good this year. Like, he, him running the ball is scary. He can step late. He's good in the air. He's fast. He's getting tri-assists from the wing. Yeah, Jermaine Asako, I've got him 10th, but I, I just can't put him over the guys that I've, I've got above him yet. Yep. Uh, number 10, I've got Mary Talungi. Uh was awesome last year. He even earned himself um, some Queensland and Australia caps. I just think this year he's a been a little bit underwhelming. His yardage is a uh, bit less than last year. I think uh, he hasn't been scoring as many tries. Again, he has been out, but not for that long. Two weeks, I think it's been so far. Yep. Um, and just his ability in attack compared to some of these other guys. I think they offer a little bit more versatility, a little bit yep. more spark. He is a great winger, don't get me wrong, but just in comparison to these other guys, I think they just have a little bit more... About them. Yep. Fair enough. Ninth, I've got Corey Oates. Now, he's missed Ooh, quite okay. a bit of time. Um, but he was so solid last year. Probably could have been picked for Queensland, was he? Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was. Uh, picked for Queensland. Um, bit of a resurgence for him. Because mm. he, he was struggling to get a game at the Broncos. They were yep. trying to play him in the second row. Yeah. But, um, yeah, came back. Absolutely killed it. And, um, yeah, I've got him ninth. Not much else to say. I think... I know Jesse Arthur's been good, but the second Corey Oates is back, he'll be picked on the wing. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think Corey Oates was second in tries last year, I believe, with twenty-one. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, he was a he was a freak last year, but not in my top ten currently, just because he's been out for a while. Um, number nine for me is Alex Johnston. Oh, okay. The try scoring machine. Um, we had a a combined wingers drop where he was like three or four, I think it was. Yeah. But 
just reassessing the work these blokes do from the back. It's just like, it's really hard for me to put him up there. It's fair uh, enough. Especially this season. His try scoring has been down significantly yep. when he has been and, playing. And that's his And that's that's, his that's what carries him what, so what far up the do? charts. Um, he doesn't return, return the ball as hard as some of these guys. No. He doesn't break a lot of tackles. He doesn't come in and get the ball. He just does a lot of scoring. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, does a lot of scoring. That sounds like such a stupid reason, but I feel like sometimes AJ can be a little bit one-dimensional, and it's hard for a player like him to step up in a big game and really do something because he's so reliant on the players yeah, outside of him. I, I think even AJ himself would say that. I've, I mean, I've heard him say it before. So, mate, his TikTok is just him bashing himself. Yeah, he's a he's probably the best finisher on this list. Um, and he's so athletic, but just for me, he's ninth at the moment. Yep. Eighth, I've got Murray Talongi. Um, bit like the reason you uh, you said, he just hasn't been what he was last year, and I feel like that's the same. There's going to be... I'm going to sound like a broken record with all the Cowboys players on this list almost. Yeah. Because most of them just haven't been the same as what they were last year and don't warrant being ranked as highly. I think I had him sixth coming into this season. Um, but for me, it, it's too small a sample size to put him too far down this season, especially uh, he's been injured the last two weeks and because um, he played for Queensland, played for Australia in the World Cup. It's a little bit hard for me to drop him out of the top 10 at this stage. But um, yeah, well, if he continues on current form, I, I could definitely see him dropping out this year. Yeah, um, just... Back to Murray for a, for a sec. I, I really like him as a player, and he's still so young. But, yeah, I think he just he's a bit like AJ. He just really needs to get involved a bit more and yeah. turn the ball with a bit more venom. Um, where's my list gone? It's just disappeared. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, number eight for me is Daniel Tupo. Yep. Uh, New South Wales last year Far was out. a bit underwhelming yeah. last year. His try scoring was a little bit down, but this year he's been a meter eater. Um, so safe under the high ball, possibly the safest winger in the comp under the high ball. Uh, aerial threat, absolute machine out of the back. I I really have loved Tupo for a long time as a winger. I think he's been so consistent. He's so consistent every game. There's not really a game where he makes a lot of errors. He's not an error prone winger at all. I think the only errors he kind of makes is like just last pass kind of drops it if he's because he's not the quickest yep. ever. But Toops has been around for ages and I, he used to kill the Tigers back in the day. He used to absolutely kill us in the air. And Number eight, yeah, sure, he's a little bit older now, but I still really love what Tupo offers to the Roosters and I think he's actually like one of their backbones in that team. I think without him, they'd be very lost. Okay. Where did you have him last year? Uh. Fourth or fifth, I believe. Okay, so I'm just trying to trying to understand. Because yeah. you only said positives there, but you dropped. Yeah, just the other guys have just been better. Okay, but like yeah, I'm not gonna enough. I'm not gonna sit up here and say Tupo's crap. Like he sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know. Towards the back end, of like, he didn't score as many tries last year, but you know other guys have been better than him this year, in my opinion. Yeah, um, six. I have Selwyn Cobo. Sorry, seventh. I have Selwyn Cobo. Um, Look, he's been a machine this year, in my opinion. He He's a special player. I feel like he's going to leave the Broncos at some point because I think Walsh has got that fullback spot, and I don't yeah. think Cobo will be content on the wing. 
when he's got his hands on the ball, he, he can produce some spe- like he's a very talented player, and I think he'll be a top three winger. Yep. In this game, for most of his career, he's still a bit young, but he'll definitely get there. Um, he has an error or two in him, but most players do. But um, not much else I can. I can't sit here and justify why he's all the way down in seventh, apart from the fact that there's just guys in this league that are better. Yep. Like, there's nothing I can, like, slander Cobo on. But yeah. That's like me seven. with Tupo, right? That's like me with Tupo. Yeah. There's just players that have been better at the moment. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, number seven, Selwyn Cobo. I think the Fair only enough. issue in his game at the moment is just very very error-prone. Yep. Um, and sometimes can be a bit lazy at the back, but... Yep. I think this year he's been a lot more active out of with returning the ball and being around the footy around the back and not just sticking to his wing. I feel like he's trying to get his hands on the ball a bit more. But for Cobbo, he'll get those errors out of his game at some point and then I think we're looking at absolute world beater. Yep. Agree with you there. My sixth is Ronaldo Mulatalo. Yep. Now, in terms of form, he's probably a top five, maybe top three winger. Um, mate, he can just do anything. He's a hard runner. Uh, he's very, very good in the air. Um, he's got a step on him, can push off anyone. He's so strong. Like He's just so solid. Yeah. I, I don't see a, really a flaw in his game. Yeah. So, for that reason, I've got him six. I feel like he could play in the centres. He could play on uh, fullback if he has to. I mean, he started his career at fullback. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he's just very good to me. I... I I, I can't see a world where he's not in the top five come the end of the season. Yep. He's playing that good. Yeah, he's in brilliant form. Uh, number six for me is Ruben Garrick. Yep. Um, I think Garrick's season from last year in terms of on the wing, I think is a little bit overhyped just because of how many games he played at fullback. Yep. Um, and for me, yes, he was outstanding at fullback, but on the wing, I, I, I thought he was good, but I wouldn't say he was like best winger in the comp. Good, like this I think, last year, yeah, twenty twenty one, outstanding. We yep. go to the year hundred percent, but yep. um, yeah, last year a bit lackluster for me on the wing, not at fullback. Yeah. Like fullback, he yep. was awesome, uh, and just at the start of this year, I think he's been a bit off the pace at some point. Okay. I thought he was awesome against the dogs in the first round, but yep. just on and off for me, I think maybe that's got to do with a little bit with turbo struggles and just Schuster and John. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Everyone swapping in and out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and just other guys have been better than him this year. Yeah. It's no knock on Garrick again. I don't move people down because I think they're playing bad. Yeah. I move people down just because other guys are playing good in great, better form. So, yeah. yeah, Garrick certainly has a potential to be top three by the end of this season. I think if Turbo gets it going, and and that's the thing with Garrick, and that's similar to the AJ thing, I, I feel like a lot of his good games on the wing are reliant on Turbo having a good game. I feel yep. like if you see Turbo having a good game, you see Garrick having a good game. Yep. If Turbo's a bit off, I think Garrick gets less ball. and Yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's just in my head, but yeah, Ruben Garrick six for me. Yeah. I think the tri- I got Ruben five, so I'll talk yep. about him now. I yep. think the tries will come when Schuster's back. I think yeah. Schuster creates that much space on the edge. I think that's part of why a lot of people think Tommy's off. Yeah. I think Schuster demands the ball 10, maybe 20 times more than Kieran Foran does. Mm. Or did, sorry. Yeah. So, uh, Tommy's getting less ball 
and he's just kind of sitting back and waiting for that space to be created, and then Tom can either make the line break, give it off to Parker. We saw every time she has played this season, that left-edge attack has been insane. Yeah. And they've made meters down there all the time. But um, if Schuster can stay healthy, I, I like Garrick to stay in my top five for this year. But if not, he may, he may drop down. But, um, yeah, I just think he could even move up because some of the guys have got above him aren't in the greatest form. Yeah. Depending on whether they get, come back into form or not. But uh, for now, I'm going to stick with Ruben Garrick five. Number five for me is Jermaine Asako. Yep. Uh, right now, he's sitting on about eight tries. I think he's a leading try scorer in the comp, making about 200 metres a game. And his step is just so unique. The it's way so he steps cool. off that right foot on that edge, mm-hmm. comes back inside, he's beaten so many players this yep. year. And he breaks the line. Just He looks so dangerous in attack. Every time he gets the ball, he's stepping in, he's, returning the ball, he's always looking to make a break and score a try. It's never just, a, I'll just return the ball for a good 10, 15 yeah. metres. It's like, how can I get my team to furthest up the field? And I know that sounds dumb because that's probably what everyone does, but it's so evident that he wants to break tackles and he wants to get loose and He, get, he gets involved. Yeah, and he's just... he's very demand, demanding of the ball as a winger, and I yeah. think that's always been one of Asako's strengths. It's like, if he gets an error out of his game, like he's such a unique style of winger yeah. where he kind of has everything in one. He's got ball playing. He can go in aerial contests. He can step back on the inside. He can come in and get the ball. He can create through the middle. He returns the ball really well, and I think if he keeps his form up, we're almost looking at him as the best winger in the comp this year. Agreed, 100%. If he keeps his form up for the whole year, he'll be winger of the year. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think the difference between Osaka on the wing and the difference um, between Osaka at fullback, yeah, he's got that step and he gets his team up the field. He's got that X factor about him. I think it's just his decision-making, whether yeah. to throw the long pass, whether to throw the short pass, yeah. whether to just run it himself. If you put him on the wing, he's just got to run. He's re- return, score. run, step. It's so defined and then for him. Yeah. If, he has, if he has a break, there's not much of a decision he has to make. He's just got to pass it back inside to the support yeah. runner. Yeah, yeah so yeah, spot on. I feel like Wing's definitely a Sarko's best position. I feel like Bennett's getting the best out of him. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I love Asako. He's, he's almost one of my favorite players to watch, from, and he's a winger. Yeah. He's an excitement machine, yep. just watching him, yeah. Um, he was an excitement machine when he's fullback as well, but I think wing is his best position. Yeah. Uh, four, I've got Alex Johnson. Oh, I just yeah. can't go past his try-scoring ability, and I don't think there's been a big enough sample size for me to move him down too far. Uh, if he continues not to score tries, he, he could plummet. Yeah. And I mean plummet, because that, yeah, that, ba- that, that is his, his only up. strength, in my opinion. I, yeah. I don't think he's a good returner of the ball. I don't think he gets the chance to return the ball a lot because they kicked to Thompson and yeah. they kicked to Tane Mill. Yeah, so it's not year. all his fault. Like, yeah. yeah, but he's known as a try scorer. Yeah. Now, I think if you take that off him, there's guys that are much, much better than him if you take his try scoring ability off him. But I'm just not ready to move him below the likes of Garrett Molotalo, Talongi Cobbett, those guys yet. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, I hope he picks up his form, but for now, I've got him fourth. Yep. Uh, number four for me is Ronaldo Molotalo. Yep. Now, his yardage carries out the back for the Sharks because Kennedy is not the hardest runner of the footy. Mm-hmm. Molotalo, mate, he is just strained to the line every time. He's a bit lippy. He likes to, he likes to yeah. talk a bit of smack, but, you know, if, if you've got wingers talking smack, then you know the game's good hands. Like, 
if the wingers feel like they have the right to talk smack. But Mulatalo's been really impressive to me this year because, yeah, he's been scoring, but it's not at a rate of knots. It's like a solid try-scoring record. Yep. But his influence on the game is just so evident. And I think he's just like... He's almost the best defensive winger in the game, I'd say. He's so solid in defense for me. Just yep, He doesn't right. always make the right read, but just a lot of wingers are really soft going into tackles and Mortar's always there to put his body on the line. Right. It, there's so many wingers that just fly in. Yeah, when, they, when they see a play coming their way, they just fly in. and they, they Some of them even come in when it's, when it's like a three on a three. Yeah. Three on three. And I they're just caught in no man's land and the long ball goes out. Yeah, like, Mortalo, just super disciplined. Star- super disciplined. Starford's not horrible, but I'll use this example. There was a three-on-three three where... Is this yesterday? Yeah, yeah this was Sivo. yesterday. Sivo went over twice. And in my opinion, they didn't even have the overlap. Yeah. It was just Starford was caught in between the center and the wing, hedging. Yeah. No, I'm and I feel like with how good wingers are finishing these days and how quick some of them are, you can't be caught hedging. Yeah. You have to make a decision. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. And I just think Mulatalo's really disciplined on that edge. Yep. A um, little bit less this year than last year, but the whole Sharks team as a whole has been struggling yep. defensively. And yeah, he's he's really impressed me because I was never really that high on him, but over the last couple of months, he's just been outstanding to me. Yeah. Three, I've got Daniel Tupo. Um, mm. You've got him eight, but I'm. Do, just you, gonna, I'm, do you remember my top three? No. Nah. Okay. I'm just going to copy-paste exactly... You're going to love number three. Christian Tupaludu. Yes. He caught me out. Oh, so, bait. I'm interested now. I'm interested in what you've done, but um, Tupo, I'm literally just going to copy-paste what you said, but again, I'm not ready. When he's been good for so many years, I can't put Yamula Talos and Garrick's over him just yet Yeah. based on a few games form. Was still an Origin winger last year. I, d- I don't think he's impressed me that much this season. I, if anything, I think I've rated him much lower than most people this season. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, he could be fourth, but AJ's not playing his best either. So I think I'm just going to keep it how it is. I'm going to keep two part three for now. See how he goes in the next few weeks. Yeah, fair play. Uh, number three for me is Jackson. Po- no, I'm playing. It's Jacob Caraz. Oh, hello. I had him as an honourable mention. Yeah. Uh, Jacob Kraz. if you're going to put Dylan Edwards that high as a fullback for making that many metres, then you got to give this bloke some recognition, mate. He is a machine from the back for the doggies. And he offloads the ball so well. He creates so much second-phase footy. Yep. He's, and the fact that he is doing all this without with scoring like one try, two tries the whole year. Yep. He's outstanding to me, and I feel like once the try scoring comes, he's absolute beast. He's so safe under the high ball, aerial threat every time they're near the line. He chases everything, puts a lot of pressure on the other outside backs when he's defending his own line. Uh, I feel like he's really solid in defense, and just yeah, his yardage, his ability to break tackles, his ability to come in and get his hands on the footy. Like he played fullback for Lebanon, and he was really good with with his hands on the ball, and I feel like. There's still another step for him to go up, and that's really scary. I think there is too. And you know what? Doggies went right a lot more than they went left once that car went down. I think it could be the same. Mm. Because let's be like, have a real and Kiraz out there. It's not, it's not horrible at all. It's not a horrible edge. You're right. So I think I think we could. I think Preston goes to that side this week as well. Yeah, because Kikau's back. back. Yeah, I I think. uh, 
We'll see a lot of Karaz tries. I think so. And he finished the year so strong at the end. You're of actually last year. making me want to go Karaz in Supercoach instead of trading out Karaz, trade out Garrick. But we'll see. We'll see how that works because <laughs> I'm thinking about it now. But um, second, I've got Brian Totter. Ooh, okay. Um, had a slowish start to the year. I really thought he was going to get put on that left wing. Yeah. I think if he was playing left wing, he would be dominating right now. Um, especially outside Tago, that would have been an incredible. Uh, left edge, but um, they went against that. Uh, they were went to, on the right. It's really yep. coming into now that they've hit form. Yeah, Crichton's passing Scary. a little bit more. Scary, Crichton's yeah. playing good footy again. So um, yeah, Toto's been good. He's obviously still a meter eater, but uh, yeah, just, just based off last year's form, I think I think he dropped a little bit. Yeah, and he started the season quite slow. I think that's why I haven't got him number one right now. But yeah, for now, Toto's number two. And I think Toto and. Look, I'm just gonna say Ado Car. It's not. It's not. It's not. a spoiler. Yeah, I know. So I'm just gonna say Ado Car. I think they You have to have them top two. Yeah. Well, I've got them the other way around. I got the Fox in two and Toto in one. Uh, The only reason I got Toto a bit further ahead is I just love the way that he brings the ball out of the back. Yeah. I I love a winger that runs it back really hard. And Brian's just. He's always looking to make something happen. He breaks. He ducks under tackles. Ducks through tackles. And I think, you know, if they gel on that right edge he'll start scoring a lot more tries i think you know the fact that he's having su- such an impact on all these games without scoring like it was his first try of the year the other day against uh did he score against canberra because he, sure? he scored against manly i'm i feel I'm, like he scored against canberra i'm 99 percent sure against manly it was his first try of the year and if i missed it he didn't score a try till round five Yep, and okay. the fact that he was having such a big impact without crossing the stripe just goes to show, yeah, he scored two this year, so he did score against Canberra. Um, but, yeah, I love Brian. I love his game, and I just don't see him losing this New South Wales wing spot for the next 10 years, to be honest. He didn't score against Canberra. Oh, so he must have scored round one. Nope. When did he score? When did he score? Against Para? Mm. No. South? Maybe. Yeah, it was against South. Against South. So two tries in five games, and we have people scoring like eight, like yeah. a soccer. So the fact he's had such a big impact without scoring that many is is outstanding for me. I, yeah, I just don't see him losing this New South Wales spot. No way. Ever. Like, until he retires, or until he gets like yeah. a decent age. Um, yeah, I love Brian's game. But for the Fox, obviously Fox in number two for me. He's such an X-Factor winger. If you want to talk about X-Factor players, that's him. You kick, he's just going to chase it. Definitely still the fastest player in the game. I don't care yep. what anyone says about Carl Pereira or anything. He's the fastest player in the game. His combination with Burton on that left edge is outstanding. And, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say. I think 1 and 2 is kind of like A1, B1. It's not really 1 and then 2. Yep. Um, 1, A1, B. For me, yeah. The only not much I, else to say. I was concerned for Adokar's form when he signed with the Dogs. I wasn't convinced that he was going to be the same fox that we saw at Melbourne. Yeah. But um, just based off Toto's twenty twenty one form in the start this year, I've just got Adokar a little bit above him. Uh, Toto could be number one quite easily, but I think Fox. He scored a few tries this year. I think he's done enough for me to keep him over Toto so far. But obviously, Fox is going to miss the next six to eight weeks. So um. It's Toto's to gain, pretty much, for me, to cement himself as the top winger in the comp for me. Not that 
he cares whether I have him number one or number two. <laughs> but um, it's it's the grab. Um, yeah, uh, that's how I see it at the moment. Yeah, no, I'm I'm right with you. I, I think it's yeah, as I said, it's kind of one A one B with yep. them two. Uh, moving on to centers, centers, and then I think we wrap this one up because yeah. we have been on fifty one minutes. I didn't expect it to be. This yeah, long. I told you, bro. I told so. you. Um, okay, number ten for me. Well, honorable, honorable mentions. Oh, okay, honorable mentions. Uh, honorable mentions: Sifatalakai, uh, Bradman, Best, and Will Penasini. Mate, I've got six honorable mentions. Go for because it. Because they're, they're all, I believe, six to almost sixteen is quite up in the air. Uh, Jesse Ramian, Will Penasini, who I think could definitely go up into my top ten very soon. Yeah, he's been, he's outstanding been outstanding this year. Sifatalakai, Zach Lomax, Tolu Kula, and Bradman Best are my honourable mentions. Zach Lomax? I think he's been, he's been, I think he's been yeah. great this year. Yeah. He's been great this year. Right, number 10 for me is Jesse Ramian, who you just mentioned. Yeah, uh, I have him 11. I really love his game, and I just think he is such a beast. Like The way he runs into holes, having him outside Nicara on that edge is just... They're machines out there. I, I think Ramian's, again, still got another level that he can hit. Um... In his game, I think if he looks to pass more, it becomes even more dangerous. Yep. And I'm just loving watching him play at the moment on that edge with Katoa and Nikara and Hines, and they gel so well together on that edge. And yeah, he's so he's probably one of the hardest centers to stop so close to the line. Um, yep. He's an absolute headache to tackle, body ache to tackle, and for that reason, yeah, number ten for me. Number 10 for me is Justin Olam. Now, I had him a lot higher coming into this season. Um, he runs the ball hard. And what? Full stop. <laughs> Pretty much full stop. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Justin Olam. He's dubbed as one of the best defensive centers in the game. I agree. He hits hard. He's reads. Steve Maddow. Steve Maddow. His reads are good, but I wouldn't say he's up there with the best defensive centers and oh okay he's up there but I wouldn't say he's the best defensive yeah. center in the game um he's just solid in my opinion I don't think he's a star he's just so solid yeah it's very rare he has a bad game but it's like it's like he's, he's not just a game so changer. consistent he's consistent consistently a, what 7 out of 10 yeah. yeah and I think everyone that I've got above him can change a game mm. with the way they play I don't think Olam can change a game yeah no, I agree with you. Like, maybe he can make a big hit and the guy drops the ball. But, yeah. like, he's not going to... But he's not going to go get his hands on the ball, run around the middle of the park, make yeah. a line... Bro- like, he's just like, going to get the ball off yeah. once like, and hit a hole. I-, I can't see myself ever giving Justin Olam three Dalian points. Like, I don't think that'll ever happen. <sighs> Imagine this week he goes... Oh, mate, I'll eat my words. score, like, four tries, 250 metres. I'll eat my words if he does that, but... <laughs> Uh, number nine for me is Katoni Staggs. Um, he's been really, really impressive for me this year so far. Um, he wasn't even in my top ten to start the year. So no, though, he wasn't in my top to fifteen nine. to start the year. Scoring tries, which is really helping his game. I know that sounds really stupid, but scoring tries, I think he had three total last year. Yeah. It's pretty clear he was injured because the way he's running the footy at the moment yep. and tackling... I think the Broncos are also better. just much better. Yeah. Um... I think he's benefited so much from having Reese Walsh out there who's actually going to give him the ball. Yep. And I think Stag's in open space is he's an absolute monster to stop. He's almost like a back rower and a center. No, a back rower and a winger. 
have like a love child. That's him. Like just his absolute yeah. solid. He could almost play back. Right? Pacey beast. Like never move him to six because he's. Oh abs- mate, I was literally thinking that just then. I was literally thinking, remember he's going to move to six. Oh, with Reynolds, you cannot put this bloke at six. He's absolute dominant force out in center. If they give him some more early ball and he can use that fend, I think he's got one of the best fends in the comp. Yep. And yeah, he's been so. He's I think been, he has the best fend in the comp. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, he's been, he's been outstanding for me so far this year. Look, to me, five to nine is very up in the air. Yep. And I think I could... Th- this is subject to change over the next few weeks dramatically. Yep. Like, next week, it, it could, could literally be the reverse order. It's that close to me. Yeah. Nine, I've got Isaac Tango. Tango. Okay. Tango, however, however yeah. it's being pronounced now. I think... I'm very high on Tago, higher than I am on the other guys above him, but I don't think he's there just yet. I think he started the first few rounds a little bit slow. He's coming into it now yeah. with the rest of the Penrith team. I think this guy's going to be a top three center throughout all of his prime. Yeah. I think this guy's insane. Yeah. He's crazy good. Uh, there's, there's not much else I can say about him. I've been high on him ever since he came into the NRL. He's playing back or off the bench for Penrith. Yeah, I was, was like, this guy's sick. so good. Yeah, And uh, I didn't expect him to move to center. I honestly expected him to play back row for Penrith throughout his career. But he's, he's made the switch to center. And the way he links with Taylor May on that edge last year was... Oh, they were machines. Down especially edge. early in the year as well. Yeah. Really put his name on the map. And I, I think he can... I, I, I don't even think we're seeing... I, I think he's probably half the player he's going to be. Yeah. I want to see how old scary. he is, to be honest. I think he's 22. That, that's it's insane. This Penrith system is just producing so many good players. Uh, are you done with? Yeah, I'm Tyler? done with Togo. Number eight for me, I've got Joseph Swali. Um, he's 21. 21. Turned 21 six days ago. Okay. Uh, Joseph Swali for eight for me. Um, I think he's still been good this year, but I don't know. I still want to see a bit more. I think he's still got a lot more to his game that we haven't seen yet. Obviously going to rugby, so I don't know how much we're going to see. But, yeah, he's still lightning, X-Factor, everything you want in the centre. And when he turns it on, he gets scary with that ball playing. Yep. Such a big boy, such a threat in the area, uh, in the air, not the area. Um, and he's just so solid defensively. Big hits, great reads. For 19 years old, he just blows, it blows me away every time yep. I watch him play. Um yeah, Joseph, I think it's he's still adjusting to playing on a different side and different position. Uh, it's yeah. not like they just pushed him a little bit in field. They've moved him to the other side and then pushed him in. But, yeah, he's going to develop into an absolute monster. And I think as game by game this season, I think we're going to see him get more and more comfortable at centre and just watch it rip and tear every week. 100% copy-paste, especially the his ball playing and ability to break the line is... It's getting much better game by game, yeah. And and you can see it. I had him as almost a top three winger last year. Yeah. Moved to the centers. That's why he's dropped down significantly. You got him at eight as well. Yeah, I've got him at eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not much else I can say. Yep. Uh. Number seven for me is Dane Gagai. Now I wasn't very high on him coming into the season, but he has impressed me so much in this night side. He's just such a veteran player. Like, you just watch him. Just breaking tackles, always making the right play. Yeah. Still one of the best defensive centers in the game. Still lightning quick. 
links up so well with Dom Young on that edge, and he's just so hard to tackle. Watching him against the Tigers, I know it's against the Tigers, but no one can bring him down. I yeah. feel like every single game, no one can just bring him down. Continues to manoeuvre around players, and when Gagai turns it on, you're in trouble because he still has the power to change a game, and yeah. I feel like he has that over a lot of centres in the comp. I feel like the Knights are so comfortable with him getting the ball and just doing whatever he wants on that right edge. It's like, Dane, here's a ball. Go score us four points. You know what I'm saying? And the impact he has had on this Knights side, even though they haven't gone too well, it's still so evident. And I feel like they're spewing not keeping Dom Young because I feel like they still have two two more years left of this right edge. Yeah, I 100% agree there. I think they've got Kai Pierce Paul coming in as well who yeah, play on true. that edge. And Will Price. Will yeah. Price is... Well, where does he play? He's a bit of a... I think he's a fullback. He's a bit of a fullback wing centre kind of guy. He might slot into the wing, to be honest, because yep. Lockie Miller's been that good. Yep. So um, we'll see what happens with him. But uh, at seven, I've got Katoni Staggs. Basically everything you said before, best fan of the game. So hard to tackle because he just runs... Like, imagine being on the defensive end. Of Ricky Cobbo. Just, just Staggs. Just imagine Staggs running at you. He could just... Runs straight at you, not even do anything. Yeah. You still got to try and make a tackle, or he could stick his. He's in the out. size of his arms. Yeah, because just stick his hand out, shrug you off. Yeah. Like, mate, every time if I, he, I would if go he to was tackle super, Stags. If he was hyper aggressive every game, like some of these other blokes, and demanded the ball, yeah, I think he'd almost be the, he'd be a top three center in the comp if he could get his hands on the ball more. Yeah. Like, uh, like every time. That I would go to tackle Stags as a defensive defensive player. I would just have that Dragons try in the back of my mind. Yeah. Like, he's so good. But uh, I've got him seven for now. Yeah. Uh, number six for me is Isaac Tungo. Yep. Really jumped up my list so far. Um, yeah, big game against Canberra. Awesome against Manly. If he continues to play this way, I mean, like you said, we're not even scratching the surface of how good he can be. I think... Yep. He can be the best second in the game for, yep. a, for a long time to come. Penrith just keep pumping him out. Um, I almost had him over Crichton, to be honest. He's been that he's been that good this year, and yeah, oh, Penrith are just they're so lucky to have yep. all all this absolute talent factor. I think Tungo, if he hey, can, you even call it luck at this point? No, nah, it's just skill. It's just just the way they're developing yeah. these players. Like um, a few come through, okay, understood, but. Yeah. Can this many players? Just Tungo. Another thing on Tungo, I think if he sorts... I think it's pretty clear that he doesn't trust anyone else but Taylor May on that edge. Yeah. Because he looks a lot to run more inside where last year he would have yeah. hit May. And also he had kick out on his inside yeah. as well. That's changed. Yeah, so. yeah. But I like the fact that he's really trying to make his mark as, as that center on that edge. Yeah. And... He's a matchup nightmare for everyone just because of his big body, big frame. Yeah. But he's just so quick and mobile. Yeah. And I think I think if he can really get a nice pass into his game, like even an offload. Yep. Yeah, I think it's, he's going to explode. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, just I know it's a bit off topic, but just on that Penrith system, something that makes it so good is that they all not just mates, like they've been mates yeah. since before. Like they yeah. all went to school together. Yeah. I got a I got a uni with a guy that went to the same school as all of them. He's yeah. like, yeah, this guy went to school there, this guy, this guy. Half the Penrith team was at the same school as this guy. Far out. Which school? St. Mary's? St. Pat's? St. Mary's? I think it was in St. Mary's. I don't think yeah. it was called St. Mary's. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he said he was a few grades below him. 
and um, they were like his mentors or whatever. So, oh, that's sick. But, but they were all together. So I think they've all come through playing footy together. They're all mates. They know each other's game back to front. I think that that just really helps them. Yeah, I'm with you. My six is Dane Gagai. Um, everything he said is is correct. I, I the thing that stands out to me is yeah he's he's hard to stop close to the line. He's hard to he's hard to tackle, but it's his runs out of trouble. Mm. Like the amount of times I've seen the Knights like pinned in their corner and Gago gets the ball, makes like three tackle breaks, makes twenty meters. It, like I've seen that so many times over and over again. He just shows up when they need him. And uh, that's that's my other point on Gagai that I think that like I think your points are the same as my points, but I just would just like to add that. Yeah. So I've got him sixth. Yeah. No, I, I can't disagree with you on that. Um, number five, I've got Stephen Crichton. Yep. Uh, I think I had him two at the start of the year or two or three. Um, he's been a little bit disappointing to start the year. A couple of errors in him, but. I, I, again, the bloke's only 22 or 23. Yeah. We're still just scratching what he could be, especially when he moves to fullback, who knows. I I actually think he's, I think he'll be a better centre than fullback. Oh, yeah. So, I I think when he goes to fullback, he might, not, he won't be bad, but I I don't think he'll be as good as he could could have been if he continued playing centre. Yeah. I yeah, I just think Crichton deserved the origin debut last year. They obviously gave it to him, but kind of threw him in the deep end. Yep. Um, coming off the bench, I just love what he brings to a team. When he when he is passing and when he's getting everyone involved, he is almost the best player in the field. Like yeah, the amount of attention he draws just to flick it off to Toto or put a little kick in or dummy and just barge over people. Like his six foot four frame makes him so hard to defend and. He's he's like one of the quickest players in the comp. Yep. And when he's in open space, he's unstoppable. And I I've really enjoyed watching Crichton throughout his whole career. I I just think, and his defense actually this year has been really. His defense is insane. It's been really good. This Almost year. the best defensive center in the game, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, it's been great this year, and I think if he puts it all together now, because I I I have my questions about his defense last year, but if he puts that defense with that star-studded seventeen try machine that we know he can be. Yeah, yeah, it's scary. Uh, yep. What? It's just with him going to fullback. What do you think happens with Hayes Perham? Because Hayes Perham has come into this side as a relatively unknown NRL player. To be honest, didn't impress me at Parra, but he he's been like a mini project for the Dogs this year. And I think he's been very good compared to, to what I thought he to would be. be. Honest, I think. They'll offload Avarillo. I think Carraz will you get think, pushed in to yeah. center, and I think they'll. But they've Paramount got Bronson away. coming along. Oh, Bronson's still got only spot though. I know, but oh, as much as I'd like to see Carraz coming to the centers, I just don't know if they'll do it. Bron- Bronson Cherry's got only spot. Agree. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and you think Param will go to the wing? Yeah. Okay. I think he he'll still have the, kind of the same impact returning the ball. Yep. That's fair enough. Five, I've got Herbie Farnworth. Now, he's earned that spot in the top five for me because he was great to start last year. Obviously, missed most of the season with a pec injury. But starting last year, I think for the first 10 rounds or something, he was incredible. Mm. And before that season, I didn't didn't even think he was an NRL player. 
Yeah. I, I was saying, oh, you should have Jesse Arthurs and all those kind of guys. But Herbie Farmer definitely proved me wrong last season. He's just continued it this year with, oh, I mean, most of the Broncos players have. And, um, yeah, he's earned that spot in the top five. Don't think I'm ready to put him above the the top tier centers that I've got above him. Uh, but, yeah, Herbie's my five. Yep. Uh, number four, I got Valentine Holmes. Agreed. Uh, so I we'll both go four at the same time. I think he's the most unique center in the game as to what he brings to the game. Um, the only one to play in the NFL too, so that's a thing. Um, Mate, Jared Ayn did the same thing. Fullback and then went to the NFL, came back as a center. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. True. Uh, no, he came back to the Titans, bro. He yeah, and played center. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. But anyway, enough about Jared Hayne. My bad. Uh, um, Val Holmes. He's just... the He's the most X-Factor player in the comp. He's the most X-Factor player in the comp. I've probably said that about 800 people so far, but... <laughs> he... When the Cowboys are going, it's because Val's going crazy. Yeah. He is so strong in that back line. Kicks goals for fun. He's he's so versatile. He can play one one to five, basically one two three four five, um, and he's just solid week in week out. Defensively, I have my questions over him, but I think he's definitely he's he's fixed that up. Yep. Uh, and him and Murray Talangi on that edge last year were were incredible. And if he gets back to that form, you know, I think he was center of the year last year uh, for the Dalliums. Yep, I think so. And I almost had him as the best center in the game. He's had a bit of a s- slow start to this year, but. Expect him to pick it up when the Cowboys are back fully fit and healthy and he doesn't have Cohen Hess out on his edge. Yeah, I had him two almost one coming into this season as well, but just because he's had a slow start and other centers have been incredible, I've got him down in fourth. Yeah. That's all I can add. Three, I've got Crichton. Yep. Um, I'm assuming you have Farnworth. i got Farnworth. Yeah. yeah, okay. So we've just switched them three to five. I think Crichton this season, I had him fourth. Coming to this year, so he's actually gone up for me. Yeah. Um. I think he's been amazing this year, scoring tries again. His defense looks so much, so much better. And uh, yeah, that's that's all I've got on Crichton. He's just just improved his game, so he's gone up for me. Yeah, uh, I got Herbie Farmworth at three. Maybe a little bit reactionary for some people, but man, he's just so good. He makes all the tough carries out of the back for the Broncos. Always wants to get his hands on the ball. And he's so creative on that edge, and he just plays his role so well. So good defensively, and even with Oates being out, I think that edge has still been so good. Yep. He chases everything. He puts his body on the line. As I said, he makes so many tough carries. Had a great World Cup. Scores a ton of tries for a center, too. I think he had like 10 last year before he got injured, or 8 or something, something yep. around that number. I think he had 10 tries in 12 games, and then he got injured. But... Yeah, he's an incredible player, Herbie Farmworth, and he's going to explode underway better, I think. Yeah, I think he will too. Two, I've got Campbell Graham. Now, this is the best defensive center in the game. I've yeah. said that a lot. He is the best defensive center in the game. His attack is very good. He, he kind of just plays his role in attack, but he, he runs He runs a very good line. Yeah. I feel like a lot of centers are a bit lazy on that, but he uh, runs a very good line. Um is a good quick pass. If Latrell plays it to him, he needs to throw a quick pass out to Isaac Thompson or Tano Milner, it was last year. He does that very well. Um, there's not a four in Campbell Graham's game. Yeah. I've just got him too. Campbell Graham 
is just... I've loved his game for so long. I've got him at two as well. Best defensive center in the comp, almost by far, I think. His reads and his tackle rate is just ridiculous. And I just love everything he does on a footy field. He's so unselfish, but yet runs a great line, scores a ton of tries. He's just the perfect center for that South team. And yep. was great for Australia uh, in the World Cup. Whether he can play on the wing, he can play a bit of fullback, he can play a bit of centre. He's so versatile. He could even play a bit of back row, I think, if you needed him to, yep. just given how big he is. And, yeah, I think he'll be unfortunate this year if he misses out on New South Wales team. He's just he's just a different breed. I, and he's still so young. Like, I don't know where he could be in a few years. I like, know. He's only, what, 22, I want to say? 23? Yeah, I'll double check. I just had his thing up. Oh, maybe he's 24, actually. 24. Yeah. This year, he's 24. And, like, seriously, the bloke is just ridiculous. And it's like, he's such a quiet achiever. Yeah. You go, like, oh, Campbell Graham, you had an all right game. Then you check the stats. He's got, like, a try, four line breaks, 200 meters. Yeah. A bunch of tackle breaks. Like, he's just such with, a beast. With world-class defense as well. With world-class defense. Like, for centers to be able to impact the, the game on the defensive edge... The defensive end for me is is just so invaluable, and yeah, Campbell Graham does it to a T. And I, 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 I think he, I almost had him at number one. I almost did too. Joe Manu is my number one. Yeah. yeah, don't think he's been amazing this year. Granted, he has spent quite a bit of time on the sidelines, missed a lot of preseason as well. But Joe Manu can do anything. Yeah, and he can well, fill talk in about anywhere. versatility. Yeah, I know. He, He's a roaming center now, which I don't know if I like. I'll kind of like him just to have his impact at center. He's a great fullback as well. Gets through his meters. Was immense for New Zealand in the World Cup. I think that's what's keeping him at number one for me. But just Joey Mart, he's just, whenever he's got the ball, he's just so dangerous. And I can't go past that for number one. Yeah. Uh, Joey Manu, just as you said, like, just the aura he has on a footy field. Like, you always know Joey Manu's yep. there. Fullback, obviously, one player of the tournament. In the World Cup for New Zealand, averaging like 300 meters a game or something. Yeah, he's such a great runner with the ball. He's so dangerous on that edge, and yeah, I, I'm I, just basically seconding everything you said. Defense right up there, attack right up there, offload right up there. Like, he, and he's the most creative center out of all of them. Yep. Like, there's maybe nothing on Manu gets a ball, line break, offload, whatever it may be. He could come into a job at fullback. He can come into a job at six. Yep. You can basically plug him anywhere in your back line. He'll do a job. And, yeah, he's a superstar. And I think he's probably the next million-dollar player, him and Dylan Edwards. Yep, fair enough. I'm 100% with you there. I don't know. Dylan Edwards may be worth a million at some point in his career, but I, I don't know if he's going to get that in a stacked Penrith team. Yep. And to be honest, I, I think he's a loyal Loyal guy, yeah. I don't think he'll leave for money. No, neither do I. I think he'll sign like 600, 700k, regardless of how good he is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up. Wrap that up. And uh, next episode. Out, We've been to- to- just talking for so long yeah. about players. I mean, it's, it's good, but oh, like my throat's killing. My throat's been killing since the 30 minute mark. So, <laughs> have a bit of Griffin name syndrome. But um, So, next Saturday, Potty will do 5 8s, halfbacks, hookers. Yeah, and then we'll keep it in the spine, and then we'll go to the forwards. Sounds good to me. All right, boys, enjoy the rest of your weekend. We'll see you on uh, Tuesday to wrap up the round six. Sorry, round seven results. Yeah, it's round seven. Jesus. Yeah.
Round 18 list. Stay blessed, boys. See you on Tuesday.